0: You're listening to Look at My Records on Radio Free Brooklyn, community radio broadcast from the Bushwick section of Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you, so if you'd like to support our mission, You can make a one-time donation or monthly pledge at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. No donation is too big or too small. And again, we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so your contribution is tax-deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Again, that is RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. While you're there, you can sign up for our newsletter to Be In The Know about new programming, upcoming RFB events, interviews, ticket giveaways, special offers on RFB swag, and more. Sign right up, RadioFreeBrooklyn.org newsletter. And if you're listening on the internet, you could also take RFB with you on the go via our Apple and Android apps. You can download them at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org iPhone and RadioFreeBrooklyn.org Android for the Android app. Now back to the program. Listening to look at my records on Radio Free Brooklyn. Just heard the new single from Desert Sharks called Sorceress. It's going to be on their upcoming debut album, which is due to drop either in September or October. Should have had that info available, but I don't. But it's out on Substitute Scene Records soon. Bushwick-based label. Great label. Hey, but right now I'm here with another Gallo, Frank Gallo of Karabas Barabas. Hey, how's it going? Is that how I say the band name? Um it's it's Karabas Barabas. Tell me about the name. Because it's funny because you never hear band names pronounced sometimes. Yeah. So I'm just like taking a stab
1: at it.
2: Yeah, well it's so it's it's uh it's actually Russian. Uh, for you know in Pinocchio the guy that actually kidnaps Pinocchio and makes him dance on the strings shit in in that guy. in American Pinocchio it's Stromboli but in Russian Pinocchio that's Karabas Barabas and he's got this big long beard and he's kind of like he's kind of like in Russian like a you know a myth like a he's one of the most important people in Pinocchio whereas like Stromboli is kind of i feel like a secondary character in our, our version in their Pinocchio he's like the main bad guy and there's like actually a a, a bar in Russia called Karabas Barabas which is like our main competition on the internet it's either we come up or that one bar in Moscow or wherever it is comes up and it's got the guy with the big beard you guys should join forces and do something we I, I we want to go to Russia and, and play at some point that's definitely do you have Russian
0: background or uh,
2: Andrew does the other, the other guy who cool, is writing. cool so you're a gallo yes and you're a gallo
0: yeah where are you from? Are you from New Jersey fr- originally? Yeah, I'm from
2: New Jersey Where originally. Where Uh I grew up in, in um, Morris County and then Bergen County. Cool. Um, my family, though, is from uh, Patterson from, you know, the 1800s. They are like, they owned parking lots, you know, and whatever that was all about. I don't, I don't know if they were, like, super... You know people are always like oh joey gallo oh! oh you know it's like if i hear that again i'm sure you get that yeah too. i do get that a lot it's kind of annoying it's really annoying, it's annoying. Yeah. don't know I'm, him i'm like they're always like oh are you related to tom i'm like no it's like smith dude it's it's like yeah it's italian a very smith, smith italian name
0: yep. for sure i have to tell people that all the time yeah i'm like, like do you know my friend no, no. it's just say no no we didn't know each other but now we do that's right so if somebody says do you know frank gallo yeah the yeah. rock and roller and be we, like, yeah, of course I did. That's right. We he was on. Look at my records. We had a good time. Yeah, cool. I'm from Staten Island, and then we lived in. We moved to Verona, New Jersey when I was in
2: high school. So I, I have Jersey roots as well. Maybe we we can take in, uh, in. I mean, this we're just building this friendship. It's only like five minutes, but I'm yeah. thinking maybe maybe one of these days we'll get to a Devil's Rangers game and we can have like gallows headbutting. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun.
0: I've never, I love hockey. I love going to hockey games. Yeah, uh, yeah, at the Prudential Center, and I work very close to the Prudential Center too it's like two blocks away
2: it's a really so go there whenever you want man it's great um you know like it's not like Barclays Barclays there's so many seats you just can't see what's going on but Prudential you could sit anywhere and, and it's a really good uh really good view of the game I find beautiful arena yeah
0: all right enough about Gallows enough about our origins Tell me about this band, Carabas Barabas. Well, um uh, And I mispronounced yeah, it yeah, again, ca- but ca-
2: Carabas Barabas. Carabas Barabas. There you go. Um we've been at it now for I guess four years. We basically what happened was um I was telling you a little bit about this earlier, but um when I first started doing music as my full time job, I, I started playing music for for families and kids. And so me and Andrew, when we 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 were actually making a rock. I was making a rock record, and him and my dad convinced me to do this kids' project. And I'm like, well, dude, it's my money. What's going on? And they're like, no, it's fine. You'll make so much money from kids' music, and then you could do whatever you want. So we did that in 2006. And then for about 10 years, that's all we did. So I've sold like 15,000 records to families. Very cool. And then at that point, uh, we were in between drummers, and we had this new drummer who was working with us. And we're like, dude, we have these rock songs that we're sitting on. Do you want to try playing some of them in practice? So we just practiced with uh, Josh, who was—I don't know if you know this band, uh Starlight Girls—but yeah. he's the drummer for Starlight Girls. So Josh started playing with us, and um, we were actually, uh, I guess, using the same rehearsal space as uh, Fruit and Flowers and Starlight Girls uh, it, over at Owl, like a couple years ago. And it just became like—you uh, know—we first we had three songs, and then we, by the time like one year went by, we had a full record. Verse, worth of uh, material and as i mentioned i'm actually able to make a living doing music for families so i was like hey let's go make a real record and uh, it was getting around that time that i started to think like oh you know i don't know if i want to just make another record in pro tools like i've made 20 something albums already like how do i make a real rock and roll record and i was listening to uh i went to to housing works and i bought the second bush album and I was listening to it, I'm like, this album sucks. <laughs> but it sounds incredible, but it sucks. Like, you know, the songs are shit. And this was, guy Which is the second one? It's the, the one, one with with like ra- you know, razor blade suitcase with like And my mouth and swallowed yeah. and all those songs. And like I'm like, dude, this guy is so cheesy, his lyrics are so stupid, but it sounds incredible. And then I looked at the liner notes and I never realized it was a Steve Albini record. Well, I did not know that either. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's why it sounds like, you know, and they were chasing Nirvana, I'm sure, because like I'm sure Bush was like, how do we capitalize? It's that, like we'll yeah. just make our own in utero. And that's pretty much what they did. Um So I started and then I realized like the pixies, you know, I'm like where's my I'm like, why does this sound this? I'm like, oh, this is Albini. I didn't, you know, I wasn't hugely into Steve. I wasn't like nerding out on Steve. In fact, because of kids' music, I, I pretty much don't know anything about music. Like, I'm, I'm still playing catch up on the Brooklyn scene. Like, I found some bands that I really have liked since I started playing more shows. But like, uh, you know, I'm, being around Park Slope, there's no there's no scene in Park in Park yeah, Slope. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I called up Electrical Audio, which is Steve's studio in Chicago, and I'm like, uh, hey, uh, um, I, I want to make a record there, and they're like, oh yeah. Cool. And I'm like, uh, who do you want to work with? I'm like, uh, Steve, Steve Albini. And they're like, cool. This is how much it costs. And that's, that's it. There's no vetting. It's like, if you're willing to pay to work with Steve, it's not that expensive. He's a little bit more than his other in house engineers. But, uh, you know, so, so yeah. So we went and we just took our first batch of eight songs and we went and made a record with Steve Albini. And it was, you know, life changing to record, to tape, and, and, uh, you know, so now now we're hooked, and we're working on our third record currently.
0: So your first record was Return of the Sexy Demon, right? yes, and that's the first one you worked on with Steve Albini, right? Too. So what was that first experience like going in the studio with him? Intimidating at first, or did he kind of make you feel welcome? Or uh,
2: yeah, you know, he's really um, he he's he comes across, or people regard him as like this really serious guy, but. You know, I think it it probably depends on the way, you know, different bands behave differently. And I think some people probably go in there and they're probably bigger fans of his than ours. I think that's the thing. Like I like Nirvana. I I I think I have a not a huge indie like sense of things. So I, I I didn't know about Shellac before I went in there. I didn't know about like his style, you know, he uses these aluminum guitars. I knew nothing about the whole albini sound other than I liked the way that it sounded. So I think I wasn't as afraid as I could have been or like you know I didn't have a whole lot of expectations I just knew that I thought it would come out good but I think um, you know we definitely warmed up to him and I think because we've worked on so many records before this me and Andrew that like we're very you know we know how to make a record so there's not a whole lot of like bickering and like the you know like the Metallica behind (laughs) you know real Hollywood (laughs) behind the music whatever so uh, I think you know He's like, Hey, you guys came in, you did your job. Like, this is my, like it's his, this is his job. But at the first, on the first record, you know, he would like in between mixing, mixing or in between things, or he'd just be like, all right, we're now we're going to take a break and you just go on Facebook, or, you know? <laughs> and I've heard people say that he used to play like online poker, you know, while they're doing their sessions and stuff. But I mean, at the end of the day, it sounds so amazing. Like his, He knows exactly where to put the mics to just and like he built that whole room the whole studio he built from scratch so it's built to sound to create his sound so um yeah now it's it's a little bit more we've gotten it's our third record there the second record we made with greg norman who's his like number two guy um greg is actually like a genius like they fly him all around the world to fix tape machines and he makes like a lot of metal albums but um he He gave us the ability to record to tape, but then fly it to Pro Tools and then fly it back to the tape. So the second album is a little bit more produced. Uh, We're actually able to work with uh, this guy, Dean Jones, who we do all our kids records with to be kind of like our Nigel Godrich type, you know, like phantom band member. Uh, And then we flew it back to tape to mix. So this record, we're doing a similar thing, except we recorded with Steve. And then we tracked with Dean, and now we're going to, on Saturday, Greg is going to fly it back to tape, and then we're going to go mix with Steve at the end of the month. So we're kind of refining this this process of trying to keep it really, you know, analog and fat sounding. Because, I mean, it's really hard to go back uh, to digital when you get the guitars and the drums to just, like, through the tape. They just sound way better to me, yeah. you know. And I now I, can't, now I can't go back. But I do... You know, especially this record that we're working on right now, it's basically twelve degenerate stories, and they're all very different. Like one of it sounds, one song sounds like dinner music, like Russian dinner music. Another is like uh, we're actually doing a mock shellac song, which might be the last thing we ever do with Steve. I don't know how he's going to take it because he hasn't really heard the vocals, but we're 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 going pretty hard on like him and Bob and their whole style. But I, I hope that they're believers that like you know. What is the saying like flattery is the highest form what mockery is the highest form of flattery whatever that is something so, like that. something like that yeah i'm there's hoping a, there's a phrase for it i'm hoping that's that's what you know comes across but uh but yeah i love it there and it's 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 shaped our whole sound like uh because I, I never played through a high watt amp before i got there i never played a travis bean guitar now i i have both a high watt and a travis bean guitar um because you know the way the travis bean guitar works is like it's an aluminum neck but the the neck continues under the pickups so when you hit a note it like sustains through the entire guitar whereas most guitars end at where the neck hits the body This one the, the metal goes underneath it It's it's crazy
0: Wild It's absolutely wild Yeah So tell us about this new record When's it coming out And it sounds like Is it a bit of a concept record
2: The uh, way you're describing it, it Or It um, It's it, I mean it's like 12 Very unique songs I wouldn't say It's not like a, a, a um, There's no There's no thread There's no it, thread It's I mean the thread is that There are 12 degenerate stories Like there's a story about A uh, song Dinner With My Boss Where Um you keep taking your boss out to dinner instead of your, your lady. And eventually she leaves you for the guy next door and you still never get the raise. There's another song about riding the Peter Pan bus, uh, it's called Peter Pan, which we may or may not get sued for. Uh, and it's like you know, Peter Pan, garbage man, garbage can, broken man. Now I've got AIDS and diarrhea, you know, really we're, we're trying to, uh, I think we're devolving maybe as a, you know, uh, in age. I don't know if we're, age regression is the right way to say it, but it's 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 getting dumber. Like, we're, our music's dumber, but I think it's funnier, so...
0: Do you find maybe some of the approach you use to writing children's music is kind of... Lyrics, uh, at least, maybe, I, th- or- I think what
2: it is is that, like, the kids' music is, like, pop for us, so it's like, this is our job, and yeah. we make these songs to pay the bills, and so for Carabus, we can be totally unapologetic, and, like, I mean, I'd be happy... If we were the next like ween or primus or you know dinosaur whatever dinosaur junior or any you know i'd love to be like that tier of course i'm sure every other indie band would love to be on that level but i'm also content to just like produce these records because i love these songs I just do you whatever know, the fuck you want. i don't give too. a fuck you know yeah. it's like and if people like them which we hope you know if people seem to like our show like it's funny like a lot of times I'll be like hounding somebody like come on let's do it let's do a show come to my show you know and it's like you know bring your in Brooklyn and super bring your own grandma you know you gotta yeah. beg everyone to come out and then like you know people are really dismissive and then they get to a show and they're like dude what you guys are doing crazy shit and it's like I know I've been telling you this for a while <laughs> we're really extra specially stupid you know like uh and uh it I was telling you earlier you know like I, I really like I think that's what I like in in uh in rock and roll, I like when people are not taking themselves super seriously, and it's and it's fun. Like I love Butthole University and the Deaf Girls because they're just they're so much fun. Yeah, they're you know?
0: both very fun bands. Yeah. Butthole University, awesome and hilarious. Deaf Girls, I love all their promo uh, materials on the the web. Yeah, they're with all those you know those gifs. Yeah, yeah. And Hannah's stuff.
2: making some really cool stuff for them. Yeah, you know I don't know if I'm actually allowed to say this on air because i think there's like some kind of legal thing with with sag but uh recently i I was on uh, the new season of ray donovan as an extra and i showed up and uh, i look next to the van that's going to drive us to like uh i forgot where it it was like somewhere in rockland county and i look and and i was cast to be a maga like white supremacist guy, which is nice. hilarious for me, you know. And they're like, and they wanted me not even to be like the guy in the polo shirt, but the guy in the preppy suit. And I look to my left, and then there's Ryan from Butthole University, is also cast to be a MAGA <laughs> guy in the show. So I'm like, what are the odds that like you know the two the stupidest bands in Brooklyn are both going to be <laughs> white supremacists? It was so funny. Cool.
0: Um, so when's this new record? When do you think uh, it's coming out? Early next year? Yeah, or?
2: probably in the winter. Um, we, we're not going to, you know, we, we've we been churning out records with, uh, you know, fairly quickly. So we're not in a rush to, uh, you know, we don't have any like set deadline. Um, also, you know, printing actual records is a pain in the ass. It yeah. takes a couple months. But I do think for the jacket, uh, for Degenerate National Anthem, what I, I'm hoping to do and You know, it might change because it's a lot more expensive to do a, you know, like a two, like one that opens up versus just a single sleeve. But I want it to be like a V of of brown with then like a a toilet paper underneath it. And you're like, what is it? And then like this, uh, like poop with uh, sparkles and glitter and sprinkles. But then you open it up and it's actually like a Confederate flag made out of shit with. Nice. With sprinkles and sparkles that you could like. Put on your wall as a flag. Beautiful. This might, you know, and,
0: and we. I'm into that. I'm way into that. That's very cool.
2: Yeah, I, you know, I think I'm into it too. Until like somebody shoots at us. <laughs> 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 just then possible. it got a
0: little too intense.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was initially going to make it like a, I wanted it to be like a gay Confederate flag, but then I found out there are actually people that are gay and like pro the South and Weird. The South. Yeah, like Does that are, it already sense. exists. So it's not. And I'm like, I don't want to offend the gay community. I want to offend like the Trump supporters. Yeah, you know, so. me too. Yeah, fuck those fuck guys. Fuck
0: you guys.
2: <laughs> All right, let's
0: play some songs. Cool. So we got Barbara and the Boys queued up from your first record that you worked on with Steve Albini called Return of Sec- the Sexy Demon. What else do you want to play?
2: Um, I think off the second record, we're going to do f- uh, 50-50 and then uh, maybe Immaculate Convection, which is our new music video that's gonna be out within the next month or so. Okay, it's our cool. first like really nice music video and then like you know, the fuck arena. We'll go for the fuck arena because everyone loves the fuck arena.
0: All right. Here we go. Barbara and the boys will be back. You're listening to look up my records on radio free Brooklyn. on. Thanks for sharing those songs. We heard Barbara and the boys 50-50, Immaculate, Convection, and Fuck
2: Arana. (laughs) Like a piranha? Yes. You know, there's a college called Arena University. Nice. And their hashtag for it is Fuck Arena. So they're the only other people that share that hashtag with us is Arena University, which I didn't know existed until we made the song.
0: Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. Fuck Fuck Arena University. Yeah. All right. We're transitioning to the second portion of the program where you pick some records and we're going to play them. I say let's start out with I brought Big Black songs about fucking. Yeah, let's do it. Classic. I learned a lot about Big Black within the last year because of this uh, tape archiving thing I did. I didn't know they were kind of like broken up by like 1987, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah, then I think he made Rape Rape Man. Yeah, Rape Man. I have one of their records. Is too. it good? Yeah, with the like vacuum cleaner on it or whatever. Mm. Two something and a something. I'm I'm not giving anyone useful information here. But anyway, <laughs> classic Noise Punk record by Steve Albini's band, Big Black songs about fucking. And I mean, this is a classic of the genre, I'd say.
2: You know, what's crazy is like, you know, I record with this guy and all this, but I, I heard of Small Black way before I heard of Big Black. You know yeah. Small Black? Yeah. They're, they're buddies of our, our good friends, so it's, it's kind of funny. I like Small
0: Black. I like Big Black, too. Yeah. Totally different sounding band. Very different. Completely different sounding
2: band. I think Steve should have a reunion tour with Big Black just to go on tour with Small Black.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Totally. <laughs> and... uh yeah, what song would you like to hear? Did I, you start? I, did you start listening to Big Black after working with yeah, Steve Albini? Yeah, yeah.
2: I, I, in fact, even after Shell, I got into Shellac and then went backwards to to Big Black. Um, I like. Uh, I think the Model is a good track on there. Is that is that what that's called?
0: Yeah, that's track two on Happy Otter, side one. Sweet. Let's do that one. Let's do it. And then after that, we got another Steve Albini record, dude. Shellac.
2: In, yeah, dude, incredible. Which dude? It's really incredible, like I actually, it was kind of weird saying this to him, but I told him this last time I saw him, I'm like, you know, most bands, uh, the more records they make, they kind of get worse, you you know, usually, even if they get better musically, I find that they generally, you know, the song writing quality goes down, but I think Shellac is one of the few bands that I, I like their records more and more as time goes by and they get, I guess, better, better at the whole process.
0: Yeah, Steve Albini, what an incredible engineer! I know he likes to call himself an engineer, not a producer, right? right? But his bands too, you know, his recording style—it's also really reflected through his bands as well. Absolutely. Do you have a favorite
2: Steve Albini band? I yeah, I think Shellac is my is my favorite. I mean, we also work with Bob Weston. He he's going to be mastering the new record. So, um, and I actually, uh, last time I was there, I had to privilege of waking up to they were doing construction on the studio they were repairing the roof at 7 a.m and i woke up and it was just me and todd trainer who's their drummer and we were both like delirious because people were drilling above our heads at seven in the morning so i definitely have an affinity for shellac just because you know i got i get to hang out with them sometimes cool that's
0: wonderful and last record we're gonna play band i gotta say this band has the best name in brooklyn Butthole University. Shout out to Butthole University. Have they been... So, I guess they played with you a couple of weeks ago, but I feel like I haven't heard uh, much from them recently. Yeah. And I'm always they, like...
2: They've been taking it kind of easy. I know they did that wrestling show that I, I, a lot of times I think Type Fright also does it, but I think it was them and a couple other bands did like a a wrestling... like. I think they play music while wrestling happens or nice. something like that they, there should be more of that Yeah, you, you should have them on, they're great
0: yeah, I love hey Butthole University, big fan big fan, Butthole University if you're listening I love you do more stuff on Facebook I used to love laughing at their content
2: their Instagram is fantastic yeah. if you're not
0: following their Instagram, it's awesome I, th- I gotta double check, I'm definitely following them on some social media medium because I remember really liking everything they had to say and loving the music too and And buttholes are great and have
2: you seen their video their videos are great no i gotta check out their their videos videos. are top notch
0: damn got a lot of homework now yeah all right let's play these songs starting out with big black the model from the great classic big black record songs about fucking you're listening to look at my records on radio free brooklyn of lawyers! Back, people. You're listening to oh, "Look at My bad. Records." On re- oh shit, the song's not over. <laughs> they got you.
3: White people love lawyers. White people love Jesus Christ. White people love your blood. White people love Chris Pratt.
0: <laughs> yeah, I do love Chris Pratt. Was that it? <laughs> that was, was that the, the end. song.
2: That's the end of the song.
0: Butthole University, we love you. Frank Gallo, <laughs> Tom Gallo. A common thing amongst gallows, gallows in this
2: room are into buttholes, universities.
0: Great, great songs. We heard the model by Big Black, off of Songs About Fucking. Dude Incredible by Shellac, off of an album of the same name. That's right. And then we heard White People Love Lawyers. Well, White P P L Heart Emoji Lawyers. <laughs> by butthole university off of their slow learner seven inch big fan that was an awesome song yes hey great picks man
2: thank you I, I brought this bell can i ring it yeah of course i i i, I was at the uh, thrift shop and i bought six dollars worth of crap that i didn't need and then i they had this bell at the counter and i said uh hey can i buy that bell and they said no and i said what if i make you a really aggressive offer and then I said twenty bucks, and they gave me this bell. But it looks like it's straight up from the Statue of Liberty, you know. Wow, it's fantastic! I'm glad
0: you got your hands on that.
2: Yeah, for twenty bucks. That's right. It's going to be on a record real soon. I'm pretty sure.
0: Nice. Yeah. Well, you're flying out to finish your third record, right? That's right. Yep. And that's dropping early next year. Got any shows
2: coming up? Uh, we're playing actually. Yeah, right before we leave next Friday, we're at Cabernet Franks. Uh, which is up in Parksville, New York. Then we'll be in Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Uh, I do not know the venues, but it's on our bands in town. And then uh, we'll be playing actually in Western New Jersey, in Newton, New Jersey, at the Greeks in September. And uh, we love playing at that place. It's it's uh there's no cover, and uh, we usually play two or three sets, and it's a it's a pretty cool little spot. I've never been to that place. That's way out in Western New Jersey, though Newton. Yeah, right? it's up, up 206. There's this huge like straight up uh i guess it's a an old nunnery or something but it looks like resident evil on the way up on your left you'll pass Shit. this movie thing. It's super weird new jersey yeah. it's worth it to go just to see that and then pass it again when you're wasted on the way home <laughs> cool man all right and
0: hopefully we'll play a show in brooklyn when somebody wants us to <laughs> that'll be very soon i'm sure before the end of the year and then you got this new record coming out next year with Steve Albini again, T- 12 different degenerate stories, you said? Yes. Very excited to hear those degenerate stories from this record. Does the record have a name yet? Yeah, the I record
2: don't... The record is the Degenerate National Anthem. It's the, the record and the last song on the record is also the same name, Degenerate National Anthem.
0: I'm so thrilled, and I can't wait to hear the Degenerate National Anthem. I'll salute to that. Oh, yeah. I will salute to that. And where can people find your music? Spotify, Apple Music. You guys are on Bandcamp. Both of your records, Sex with the Devil and Return of the Sexy Demon, are available on vinyl. Yep. People get that through Bandcamp. Bandcamp or CD Baby, I think either. Nice. Yeah. So what's the address
2: of your Bandcamp? Is it like official? Uh, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, Carabus, Barabus. Bandcamp.com. .bandcamp.com. And it's all, all A's and B's. It sounds exactly the way that it's, you know, that it sounds. Carabas, Barabus. The only letter that's different is the K and the B. Carabas,
0: .bandcamp.com. You can get both of those records on vinyl. We probably have time to play one more song. Should we do it? Yeah, let's do it. What do you, let's do Primus. We're going to play some Primus. Well, what song do Although, would you I feel like, like we hear? should play
2: Rooks up just because, like, I haven't played any. I feel like I do that a lot. Like, I, I like s- so many dude bands, and I'm like, dude... You know, women make good music, too. And I just find that I'm always like, let me play Ween or Primus. Um, Yeah, let's let's do... Uh, should we do... Yeah, let's do Frizzle Fry or Mr. Nodal. I don't know. You pick.
0: Frizzle Fry it is.
2: So, you're big Primus fan, man? Uh, yeah, I think I've seen them the most out of any band. you big but, Primus fan, man? By a wide margin. We've had Mike Dillon is actually playing... On the second record, he's playing uh, vibes for us. He plays. Uh, he played on that Primus and the Chocolate Factory album, and he plays in all the Les Claypool bands. And he was nice enough to uh, yeah play play on our song about Mister Leahy. So you guys might want to check that out too. Cool. Like Primus. All right, we're gonna play Frizzle
0: Fry by Primus off of Suck on This to end the program. Off What's, of Frizzle Fry. Off of ah oh, okay, it's a Frizzle Fry single. Well, no, it's the it's the album, Frizzle Fry, because Suck on This is the live one. Oh, so interesting. You're
2: schooling me on some Primus. That's it's, good. It's I need song to learn. You know what's crazy, though? Like, now when you see Primus, they play the song, and it's his bass playing. You can hear because this is their first record. And, like, he's still a good bass player, but it's super sloppy. Now when he plays it, the vocals aren't quite as good, but the bass playing is, like, a thousand times better if you hear the song live. But, nice.
0: Awesome. Hey, we're playing Frizzle Fry right fucking now you've been listening to look at my records Frank thank you for coming thanks for having me it's been a pleasure we had a lot of fun today Frizzle Fry by Primus we'll see you next week actually I won't because I'll be in Italy for two weeks but Charles Pinnell is subbing for me and he may have some guests or not I'll let y'all know okay bye this is Frizzle Fry (laughs)
1: Yeah. <laughs>